And I don't know if your audience knows a lot about even the roots of trafficking, but in America, it, it's very often, yeah, children do still live at home and they're doing this and nobody knows they're doing it and they have to keep their mouth shut or they'll, they say they threaten, you know, we'll come after your little brother, we'll come after your little sister, and they'll often sneak out at night to go because it's sort of a very, very slippery, you know, how they talk about shades of gray. Mm -hmm. So often it's a child that has been sexually abused at home and that's been their grooming. You know, they don't have appropriate boundaries. And in today's culture, social media is where traffickers don't even need to find you at a bus stop anymore. They're trolling. They say one out of nine children is approached in their own house in their own bedroom, just on their iPhone or iPad. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community and beyond. Joining me today is Elizabeth Good, author of the book Groomed. She is on a mission to stop sex trafficking with a program rolling out in schools to help everyone at school see the signs and help the children. Also, her passion is to help women get free from sexual abuse by sharing their stories. Welcome, Elizabeth. So glad to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to talking with you. I heard you on Elizabeth Smart's podcast, and I was so intrigued. First of all, you've written a book called Groomed. So can you tell us about that? And then we'll go into some of the organizations that you're part of. Yeah, absolutely. Probably. Five years ago, like 2016, I've had an agent for a while that I always knew I was going to write, but you know, it's never quite the right time, always something going on. And mm-hmm. he had approached me back in 16. He's like, I think it's time for you to write. You know, there's clubhouse is thinking that it's time for a book from you. They want to hear from you. And I was going through a horrible divorce. Like I was going through a really tough season. And I said, how can I write? My brain is a scramble. And uh, he's like, I don't know, pray about it. <laughs> what, what are you supposed to write about? And I I went into a time of just really digging in and some really deep healing and sort of got the messaging. I thought the book was going to be called God Was My Pimp because I had done all the right things and I still feel like I got sold out and nothing turned out the way I thought it was going to turn out. And there was just a lot of grieving and anger and going through that. But we ended up, you know, it's like that title will never work. But we wrote the book, (laughs) we titled it Groomed. And it's really, it's not really, you know, people think it's going to be just about sex trafficking, but it's not about sex trafficking. It's for every person. Men are like, stop saying it's for women. It's for every person. And it digs into our own journeys and the ways that we've just come into agreement with our own grooming and, you know, false messages that we've come into agreement with along the way when we're little, not necessarily all through abuse or those type of ways, but just subtleties that we came under living below our purpose and coming into agreement with things that we never should have. And it's just an eye-opening, it turned out awesome. I mean, (laughs) a lot of great reviews, but um, it it was a journey to write it, but it's having beautiful outcomes. And that's one of the things I'm spending a lot of time on now is the programs around that and healing programs for women right now. And one of them is called Free With E. Yeah, that's the ministry that I've launched that came out sort of with the book. I used to, in my old life, you know, 15 (laughs) some years ago, was an area pastor at a mega church in Chicago, grew up in a mega church and sort of in my 40s was an area pastor. And I put all that sort of on a shelf as the sex trafficking thing. My my life in sex trafficking over the last 11 years really was like my hyper focus. And that's where I spent a lot of my time. But 
even prior to that in my ministry life. And when I was just had my degree, my master's in clinical psych back in my late 20s, so many people had roots buried beneath. So, you know, symptoms of trafficking is one thing, symptoms of hiding what's really happening in your marriage, symptoms of not dealing with things presented up here. I can't stop shopping. I can't stop eating. I can't stop drinking. We often just all come from the same roots and secrets. And so that's sort of my passion these days is really walking people into freedom and getting past these secrets and shame that is just ridiculously holding so many people back. I work with homeless women here in my hometown, and we are on the I-5 corridor. And so people don't realize that that's such an easy way to get someone from a bus station here all the way to California, all the way to Mexico, and vice versa. And there's also that whole thing of people being trafficked, kids being trafficked, and yet they're going home every night. And do you talk about that in your book a little too? Yeah, it sort of talks about all, you know, things are not as they appear. And that's sort of the bottom line with everything, right? And I don't know if your audience knows a lot about even the roots of trafficking, but in America, it's very often, yeah, children do still live at home and they're doing this and nobody knows they're doing it and they have to keep their mouth shut or they say they threaten, you know, we'll come after your little brother, we'll come after your little sister. And they'll often sneak out at night to go because it's sort of a very, very slippery. You know, they talk about shades of gray. Mm -hmm. So often it's a child that has been sexually abused at home and that's been their grooming. You know, they don't have appropriate boundaries. And in today's culture, social media is where traffickers don't even need to find you at a bus stop anymore. They're trolling. They say one out of nine children is approached in their own house, in their own bedroom, just on their iPhone or iPad. And parents have no idea. And there's, unless you go through education, and that's a big piece of the prevention arm on the foundation side that I'm running, of opening the eyes to parents and opening the eyes to children that you don't even know who you're talking to. And often that abuse leads to like, oh, just tell me I'm beautiful. I'm looking for my rescuer. And Mm -hmm. all a guy has to say is the right thing to a little girl. You're beautiful. I bet your parents don't know how to love you. I'll take care of you. And whether at a bus stop or social media, the kids run to them. And then they have control over them because they'll take pictures, they'll get them on drugs, and then they blackmail a child who doesn't believe there's any way out. And it's shocking, the statistics and how many within 48 hours are lured into the life and then sold 15 to 40 times a day. It's so sad. And I know that part of your program, one of the things is setting parental controls and facilitating conversations with your kids. Can you talk more about that? Yeah. You know, the fun thing is it's so textbook. It's almost like you always hear people say, organized crime is so organized. We got to get over it. Good guys got to get it together over here. We're just a mess. <laughs> We're running in our little separate silos. But the way that kids are groomed is completely textbook. And parents don't, don't know the basics. They don't know. The American Academy of Pediatrics says that over 75% of four-year-olds are now given a smart device. And if you have an Apple device, they come preset to explicit. So there's no boundaries. Like they have, they have um, youth seven, PG-13, R, X, all these, but they come preset to wide open explicit. So if you don't get it into general settings, restrictions, controls, you are just giving your kid a portal to the pit of hell. And people have no idea that they need to set controls so that one, their kid can't say a word by accident and have a horrific pornography experience imprinted on their brain. And two, control who's coming into their children. So it's fascinatingly simple. And we have training on our website. So at the end, I'm sure you'll give information where parents can go over here and download this and that. 
Yeah, definitely. And also, it sounds like you are bringing this curriculum to schools. Many different things happening. It's so wonderful. It's been 11 years in the making, and now we're sort of seeing the fruit of it going everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're speaking about the K through 12. So talk yeah. a little bit about that. So what's fun about that is Speak Up is a curriculum. Like if you go to our foundation website, so you'll have the website for your listeners. And if they go to the prevention tab, there's two things there, two resources. One, they can learn about Speak Up and Speak Up is built for the school district. There's a couple states, California and Florida being the first that have mandated this curriculum to be education for the kids because it's like the antidote. It's the antidote to the predator. And it's so simple. Starts in kindergarten, coloring pages, not scary in any way, shape or form. Talks about safe people, safe bodies. I am me and safe and all these beautiful ways to get children to feel empowered about using their voice and speaking up. It matriculates. So once the school adopts it, it's K kindergarten, then they have it in first grade, second grade, all the way through high school, teaching more. And it's so age appropriate. And what's happened is we've had great luck in states getting a couple of them to mandate it. But I just was part of, we got to draft three bills. We were part of drafting three bills in Washington, D.C. for a federal mandate. So the last one just dropped onto the floor last week. And so on our website, there's also a page on these are the bill numbers. Call your legislators. Let's get this passed because the one that just passed has money to the actual school. So no school will say, well, I don't have it in my budget. I can't afford it. There's money being thrown at the schools to hire organizations. We want to scale this all over the country. We got to draft the language to make sure that it's doing it in the right way and train the trainer model so it can really, really reach every child and train because so often it's the lunch lady that might notice, hey, Susie's acting really different this week, but they don't know what to do. We're training the entire system. We're all about systemic training because when I was little, I was abused and the only people that were nice to me and didn't think I was just a bad kid were the security guards. For some (laughs) reason, they had a soft spot for me. And I'm like, what if we trained every security guard, every janitor, and everybody could be eyes and ears in the school to say, hey, this kid showed up this way on Friday and on Monday, he's looking totally different. And he didn't just become a bad kid. Something happened to him. So this is like my greatest passion. I've worked a lot with foster kids and same thing. They get prejudged rather than realizing they're coming from trauma. And so I am so excited about this training. Now, tell me the name of the website where people can go and find this. So if they go to our website, it's www.the so T-H-E, Sela, Sela, the Hebrew word means the pause, S-E-L-A-H, and then way, the Sela way, W-A-Y, dot okay. O-R-G. So the Sela way dot O-R-G, and there's a prevention tab. And on that, they can learn more about Speak Up, the curriculum for the schools. They could click on the link about the bills that are pending to talk to their legislators. And then for families, what we're doing, a counterpart is the school is going to be able to talk to the children and have this K through 12 education piece. But meanwhile, parents at home are like, they immediately think, well, this is scary. I don't want my kids to be learning about trafficking. And what does that look like? We have a counterpart for the families that a family could go to and download right now. It's called the Cool Ant Series. And we have a beautiful global ambassador. She's out of California, Rachel Thomas, and she was trafficked. And she came from Pasadena, like perfect, idyllic, not like a childhood she was running from, but she was groomed from naive, being naive, being in mm-hmm. too much of a bubble. You know, the two extremes, the kids are on this pathway of being abused, but they run into the arms. But these others that have just been raised in this little bubble, 
And when they go away to college or when they're on their own at a job somewhere, a guy knows just what to say. So she, after being trafficked for two years, she was in a life, she came home and she had a hard time talking about it, had to get through the trauma, of course, and the healing, you know, this was years and years and years ago. And she realized her own niece was starting to show signs of being groomed. And she thought, what is wrong with me? I'm supposed to be the cool aunt. I'm not even telling my own story and protecting my own family. So she put together this curriculum and it is so fun, but it's seriously educational, but you won't be scared. Parents will be eating this up going, I can teach this to my kids. So if they go to the sailaway.org, they can download all of our curriculum and it's beautiful, beautiful journey to get their children to safety. And it's actually at just the sailaway.org. And I think about in teaching this in school, often other students will notice something. And so if they can notice it and have the wherewithal to say something with being a little bit educated, that just sounds so wonderful. Yeah, it teaches the other kids how to be advocates for each other, because often a kid will say, yeah, she started coming to school with these expensive purses and her nails were done. And I'm like, that's not your boyfriend, (laughs) but they didn't have words to put around it. So now we talk about sextortion and sugar daddies and sugar babies, and we give them words and then we help them know who three adults are that they can actually go to that will jump in and help. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking up, how many of us were just silent when we were younger? We weren't taught to have a voice at all. No, and we were threatened. And so wanting to keep our families safe, we would keep the secret. That's what's so important is telling the stories and sharing the stories, which are hard. Like you said with Rachel, she wasn't sharing her story and then she realized it was repeating and our stories are so valuable. I just love what you're doing here. Now, this is a a little different than the free with E. What is that? program. So free with E. So what we just talked about was all on the sex trafficking side, you know, the Sail Away Foundation, the sailaway.org that has the school ant, the prevention, all the other stuff there, the training. But then as my book came out, because over the last 11 years, I've been leading in this sex trafficking, anti-sex trafficking movement. And so the volunteers that would come, the donors that would come, They would sit with me, we would do lunches and they would tell me their secrets. They would tell me their stories. Being around what we did was all of a sudden bringing up what they'd rather not speak about. But all of a sudden they're compelled because they're drawn to it because they still need healing. Mm -hmm. And so the book that I wrote really came from that. It came from a place of exactly what you said, Lori, which I love how you said it. Our stories are powerful. And what my book does is it walks people through how to pull out. I would say it's like extracting gold pulling out their stories in a way, because what I teach is often we don't want to go back. And and sometimes we go back in counseling to the point of like exhaustion. Like it's not about telling and telling and making the treadmills, you know, the tread marks go deeper and deeper and not getting better, but rather to go back and really allow the neural pathway resetting to really look, realize it's no longer happening. It doesn't define us, but if we don't name and look in every crevice of it to eradicate and excavate each part of it, we don't really heal. And a false healing and not fully grieving something can open door. And you will be living out of that same trauma again and again if you don't have completion. You know, so I, I help people go back not to stay there, but to have a true cleaning 
so that they don't have the counterfeit. Like, yeah, I've talked about that. Oh, I've dealt with that. But yet you just watch their life pattern, pattern, pattern. We can't right. get past the patterns. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, what is the bumper sticker on your forehead that you are <laughs> attracting the same result? It might be a different person, a different situation, but same, same outcome. So the book is beautiful at digging in to pull it up, to really properly grieve it, kick it to the curb and step into full freedom and purpose. And so free with E sort of burst out of when I wrote it, I had so many people wanted to talk about it. And then I started leading groups for it. And now we have programs for, you know, ongoing healing and coaching. And we're rolling out programs for the churches because one of my biggest, I would say tragedies over the last decade are the amount of people, not just in trafficking, but even my donors, supporters, volunteers, friends, their stories of what happened to them in the church. The church is supposed to be the safe haven. This church is really become known as the place where secrets will come and die. They'll, they'll live there forever. No one will speak about them and they don't, they don't make an environment to come forward. And I have so many women that read my book and signed up for my coaching programs or the different groups that I offer and their stories, they're still in trauma because all of a sudden their 13 year old daughter is starting youth group. And that's where they had all of their stuff stolen by their youth group leader that told yep. them never to say a word. And so I'm like, how dark is that? That the place that's supposed to be the most healing has stolen so much. So Free With E has programs coming out for the church, which I'm so excited about to do healing of their staff, sort of the same sort of inventory. Because if you have some sort of sexual sin up here, you don't even have the ability. You're nothing but blind spots. You can't hire. You, you let in that sexual generational devastation, I guess, because you can't, you can't see what you've allowed in the building. And once yeah. it's in the building, it stays like a snake sort of hidden. So we're bringing some light to a lot of different places. So healing for women, healing for men, healing for the church. And it's all about the secrets, but making it in a way that's like fast, not heavy, not overly like drawn out, but there's, there's steps to heal your neural pathways and have you step into freedom, no longer being defined, getting rid of the shame. I love that. And I work with uh, recovering addicts. I'm a recovery coach. And one of the things they talk about all the time is the triggers well, when you have been sexually abused as a child, you have those triggers and often you don't know what they are. So like you said, your daughter's now 13, she's going to youth group and you're freaking out and you don't even know why and how <laughs> trauma stays. And it sounds like you have a way of recognizing the trauma because trauma says whatever happened then is happening now. So mm -hmm. it sounds like you have a program that helps people understand yeah. that trauma was in the past get the message through that this is no longer happening. This may have happened, but it no longer defines me. And it's getting the message to come from, you know, one part of your brain to the other to walk you to freedom. But so often by keeping the secrets, not being able to speak about it, holding it in a horrific way that if anyone finds out, that's the hold. And it's amazing the power that there's just some different steps along the way that walk people into freedom that they never thought they could have been beautiful beautiful that is so great so many people have lived with such terrible secrets like you said they didn't have the words they didn't know they could tell now they're an adult but they're still living in that child threatened state i think that's why i was so drawn to what you are doing because i feel like as soon as we can unlock all of that we can get free and often yeah. if we're holding on to that it's what we think about happens. So we almost set our children up. It's almost 100%. You're so accurate. Like generationally, if you have something that happened to you and you have not had complete healing from it, it's almost a guarantee it's going to happen to your kids. 
It's like textbook. It is bizarre. I'll have mothers come to me and they're like, you won't believe what happened to my daughter. And I'll know the mom's story. I'm like, did you ever tell your daughter your story? No, I couldn't bring myself to tell her. I'm like, you've left that door open to the enemy to come in and just boom, take from your daughter, take from your children. So I think for parents, for us, I'm passionate about having women. I have women in their 70s, 60s, Mm -hmm. 50s. Going through my group, I'm like, all right, we need to get our generation through it. But we got to get this this down here to the 20 somethings. I feel like the first week we got to get all the, the older women, but then every older woman should sponsor it for a child in their life, you know, a 20 something, because the patterns are so obvious and it's such a copycat. And the, the fear of speaking it is actually the opposite. And the, the, the power of speaking it is actually the freedom. It's 100% what you said, but it's amazing how people are deceived to that and afraid. And finding that safe place. And it sounds like your program is a safe place. I know Mm -hmm. that people have blurted out their story in places that people didn't know what to do. And so it's become very awkward. I always tell people, if anybody ever shares their story and you're freaked out, just say, I believe you. To say, I right. believe you, let's find you a counselor. Let's find yeah, you a safe let's place. let's find you a solution. Yeah. yeah. Because people want to say it. They want to be heard because often they are saying it in their families where their mother hasn't had their own healing. So she's like, don't ever say that again. Don't say that about your uncle or don't say that about your... And then the person is just left with that. Like, am I crazy? Like, I must mm-hmm. be crazy. And generationally, it causes such havoc. So I'm all about, like I say, I sort of call myself the eternal purpose coach, because quite honestly, if we can't break the legacy patterns, what are we doing? You know, raise all the money or make all the money you want. But if your children are caught in the same patterns that you lived in, what have we done? We're not bringing greater freedom to the next generation. What's the point of any of it, right? We always say the truth will set you free. But for some reason in families, we feel like we have to keep these big secrets. And it's so tragic. It is. And you know, what's fun about the format that I do all of these different encounters is in groups. And we do them on Zoom. And the Zoom makes it such a beautiful sense of anonymity. So I will have like a woman from Seattle, a woman from Alaska, a woman from Tennessee. So you're never going to run into her husband at the grocery store. You're never going to see her child at church on Sunday or at school, pick up wine. And as one woman says, you know, cause I lead it. And as someone that's overcome a lot, so I think we're always in process, right? We could always get better. I'm very vulnerable. And I share And people are like, Oh, we're going there. I can't believe she said that. And then this one will say something. And the next one will go, Oh my goodness. She said, And I didn't even realize that even happened to me, but I can't believe the memory that just came up. And it's like this exponential popcorn where it's normalizing. I think the problem is we've, we've lost the ability to normalize the tragic and the stats are one out of three women and one out of five men. By the time we're 18, we've had some sort of sexual violation or some abuse and we think we're the only ones. And so I create these environments where people can actually talk about it and it's normalized. And then, then it's like, it's like healing popcorn. It is the fastest, most beautiful freedom achievement. It's just, I love it. That's probably my favorite thing now because I've missed, (laughs) you know, I've been doing just the sex trafficking, but watching all these people have freedom because once you free one person, they could go and they're going to make a major impact. So each person frees up a whole legacy and a whole community. I love that. Now, if someone wants to get into that program, where do they go? So they go to free with E. So my name's Elizabeth. Everybody calls me E. So free with E.com and there's coaching services and you can click for my free gift and to learn more. And then you'll be on the mailing list. And, and even right there, you could click to contact me and say, I want to be in your next program. 
but I'm going to be rolling out more probably in the next 30 days. They just rolled out a big group, big, big program with a couple of things around the country. And I'll be rolling out more within the next 30 days. So I would encourage people to jump on there, grab the free gift so they get the free gift will help them start their process. They can jump in and roll into it. And then there'll be an opportunity to sign up for slots in these programs. And they're so fun. I think it's the greatest gift we can give ourselves. Women are always like, I take care of everybody else. And I think what's happening is there's a movement of it's time for me. Like I have yeah. not put myself first ever. And I think it's time. Yeah. We're realizing we're out of balance. We have to. I always say it's self-full, not selfish. Because when people are coming out of drug addiction and they try to do self-care, they just, all they hear is selfish, selfish, you know, and it's so not. Oh, it's the greatest thing we could do for everyone around us. We'll be able to exponentially pour into others in so many ways as we first, you know, what do they say when you're flying? Put the oxygen mask on yourself first. Exactly. And we just don't do it. So yeah, this is my fun. This is like my passion project, my current calling. I love it. How long is a typical class or group? Right now I have a 90 day program and then I have a five week program. So there's an accelerated five week that really hits it. And then the 90, what people have been asking for is more community. Like they don't want it to end so quick. So I'm also building some ongoing communities because, you know, that's the thing. Once you have had this depth and this intimate connection, knowing that you're in Alaska and you're in Tennessee, you're not going to see each other. So I am all by October rolling out deeper ways to stay connected, to keep a touch point so that you don't lose that lifeline. Because for some people, it is a lifeline. They don't have it anywhere else in their life and they're trying to normalize it in other places. So yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much for your work. Your book is called Groomed. It's called Groomed. Do you go by Elizabeth Good or Fisher Good? You know what? When my book came out, it's so funny. I think I have a copy of it here. I had just gotten married. I'm Elizabeth Melendez Fisher was always my name. And Melendez, you know, that's your Latin roots. You don't want to give that up. And Fisher is my children's name. And I just married Mr. Good, which makes me the good wife. So I'm like, oh, I can't give up any name. I love them all. So the book has Elizabeth Melendez Fisher Good. But right now I pretty much, you know, you can call me the good wife. It's all good. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for your time and for the work you're doing. And again, if people are interested in the school program, they go to the salaway.org, the Sela, S-E-L-A-H, way, like this is the way, W-A-Y.org. And they can click on prevention and learn all about speak up for the schools and download the cool ant series for their family. And they can find out about legislation maybe in their state and yeah, how, to, how to contact our legislators, the names of the bills that need to be passed that are on the, on the Capitol floor right now. And then free with E is all things with my book. We even have a special hardcover copy that benefits the charities that we help. And we have paperback ways to get it there through Amazon, Barnes and Noble, whatever. And then to get more information on joining a program to step into your new season. We always say it's a new era. It's time. We got to take care of ourselves. It is time, isn't it? No more secrets. No more secrets. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that you're doing it on every level from kids and school to survivors to legislation. It's, It's like you're just layering your work and it's so wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Lori. So appreciate it. Take care.